Hey guys, for this episode, we were able to sit with Cricket Lee, who's the CEO and founder of FitLogic. But we got some time with Cricket Lee to talk a little bit about her, a little bit about her background and where FitLogic came from and what FitLogic even is. So it's a really cool story. It involves her, her family, and a lot of experience. So before we jump in, let's talk a little bit about Cricket Lee. So she thought about all of this while she was shopping for clothing, just like you and I do. Um, she was struggling to find clothes that fit her the right way. She realized there was a fit problem across the fashion industry, and I think we all realize that at some point. But she set out to solve that problem with technology. So who is Cricket? Cricket is a veteran of the retail industry who's invented a revolutionary sizing technology called FitLogic. And FitLogic is a universal sizing standard for women's clothing, and it's being evaluated by lots of retailers interested in adopting it to their existing clothing lines. As you can imagine, there's a whole process for bringing something like that into an existing set of sizes and lines. So no doubt she's got her hands full with this one, but also making a heck of an impact on the industry. So something cool about Cricket, she is a marketing expert with over 70 awards for advertising excellence, and that's not even the cool, cool thing. That's cool, but not the cool, cool thing. Uh, she learned how to solve problems from her dad, who designed missiles for NASA. Talk about some analytical, problem-solving thinking here. It's genetic for her. Really cool. FitLogic is a world-patented commercial clothes-fitting standard that includes size and shape applications. So this was developed through about 60,000 women's measurements and refined through tests with retailers. Lots of testing came into this, lots of years of trying to figure out what is the best set of fits for women outside of the standard sizes. She's garnered tons of media exposure, including Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Chicago Tribune. She was on the Today Show a few years back. So, hey, we, you know, the Little Brick and Data podcast got some time with her. So let's, let's see what she's got to say here. She's really cool and really appreciate her joining. Okay, FitLogic really was born out of frustration, uh, particularly for women that I knew, my age and so forth. Nobody designed clothes for us. And so I started to solve the problem and I looked at putting body types, adding body types into Fit. And so um, FitLogic is really now, after 15 years of development, it is a twin technology. It is a, the patterns, a scientific pattern play that goes inside the clothing that matches an online fit finder. So once you go through the fit finder, it identifies your fit. Once you have your fit, returns are reduced to like 5%. So it's a, it's a real beautiful thing for all areas of the industry and consumer once it's really implemented. That, that returns reduced by 5%. I mean, that's a big number. To 5%. To 5%. Like by 80%. By 5 Oh. Oh. Yeah, it reduces. 5%. Yeah, like from, it's about 40% now. So we reduce returns to 5% once a woman has found her fit. Because now she's only returning for style, color. I was thinking five percent was a big enough number right there, but no, yeah, you, no, yeah, it's about forty percent. Wow. It's anywhere deal. from thirty to fifty yeah. percent um, online. Wow. And so I think that it's an incredible problem that you're you're solving. And just as a little background for our listeners, standardized sizing for American men uh, began around the time of the Revolutionary War in this country, and was refined during the War of 1812 when uniforms were made. The same didn't occur for women. Uh, why do you think this is the case? What, what? Because women were homemakers, and they either could afford a seamstress, 
or they made their own clothes for their family. And there was no need for any kind of a standard. So it was all custom, totally. And when women went in the workplace around the 1930s, sure. uh, it started being apparent that they needed some kind of standard. So they kind of started measuring um, military, 25-year-old military women, and uh, they were all Caucasian. So m most women have a certain shape, right? Sure. Um, and I don't mean to get into any kind of PC conversation no, no, here, no, no. but I'm just saying that's... We're not that's, a very PC podcast. No, just so, you know. so it's okay. <laughs> it's just, uh, that's it's what they mostly did. Mostly because of me. But yeah. So if you look at Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> that's the way the fashion industry fits. That's only 14% of the global population. So returns, so the lost sales due to bad fit, poor fit, and inconsistent fit is a $10 billion problem in the U.S. and a $100 billion problem internationally. So you can see, and with returns and markdowns, it's kind of like we keep making it, selling it, marking it down, returning it. Like we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I saw this vision to make a, a difference, and it just took me like five years to develop the actual science and patent the science because it's really, uh, there's really a rise and a torso configuration sure. that goes with each of the shapes. There's three on the bottom and four on the top. So once I had discovered that, then I started retail testing and I tested at stores like Macy's, Nordstrom, QVC on my first run. We sold $700,000 worth of pants in 14 minutes on QVC, sold out six minutes early um, in that test. And then I, then I moved to another level of tests. I really wasn't strong enough to start working with the retailers. I mean, even like Gap wanted me to put fit in all their 28 styles, all all store wide. Like, I couldn't like, do it. On, I was just, I just couldn't, couldn't yeah. do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like I just kept going, and um, my second level of test was online and in designer boutiques, and sure. I had a woman design. Uh, that was designing a $600 pant with FitLogic tested in boutiques. She found it was a collection driver. Women would find their pant and their fit, and then they would buy everything around it, tops and so forth. So yeah. it was pretty phenomenal in the online tests, of course. So what happened was I um, decided at that point that it was time for me to really le learn about the consumer because I couldn't touch the consumer going through retailers. Right. They wouldn't let you in their customer conversations. They wouldn't let you into their customer service. So. You know, I couldn't affect how the returns were being affected. And at that time, and I think probably still, women would buy two sizes of one style just to see if one was going to fit. So hence, huge return problems and so forth. So I moved forward into Consumer Direct and started Little Black Pan. It took several years to do that. My um, daughter actually came up with the idea of the solution, which was pretty, pretty brilliant. And so we tested direct to consumer and studied all the consumer behaviors around would they buy just what I told them to buy? Sure. And how would they return it? And what would they, how would it affect it if we said, hey, why don't you try another fit? So we did, went through all that. So Little Black that. Pant came first, right? Before Fit Logic? Or no, is it Fit Logic came first okay. as a license right. model. Okay. And because I was making something that nobody had ever done, right. I went through the industry first. But I couldn't get to the consumer because they were protective of, the, of their customers. Sure. So I had to go direct to consumer to learn all of the consumer touch points. Right. So, so as we mentioned earlier, you're um, tackling an important problem in the industry, uh, standardized sizing for women. Um, there have been other attempts, but what, what makes this particular attempt different than others? Well, I think the thing about FitLogic is it's not just a value add. It's really... Uh, an inside brand, and if you look at uh, brands like um, Lycra or Intel Inside or Teflon and so forth, I mean, those are items that are actually in the products, whereas mine, mine is more like a Microsoft operating system. It is a software 
that delivers the situ situation. But I think that that um, the reason mine really works is because it's holistic. It touches every point from the designer to the fit tech to the manufacturer to the distribution sure. to the on-floor POS or to the the and the fit finder that actually finds your fit. So it's a holistic uh, solution. It's not just a value-added technology. And I think because it took me 15 years, I mean, that's a long time. It is, but, it is a long time. But it's my dream and my vision to see women, I really want to do away with size. I want your size, men too, to be in a database and you be able to shop anywhere in stores or online and not have to try on anything or not have to think about what your size is. Because, you know, women are debilitated when they go in a dressing room where they get, open a package and it doesn't fit them. They think it's their body. They don't understand that it's the way the fashion is made sure. and that it's antiquated. So what's happening today is technology is laying on top of um, some antiquated situation. So whereas there was the day of like an Anne Klein, she knew everything about her, her brand. She knew her customer. She watched them out of the dressing room. She right. knew the manufacturing. She knew the fabric. She knew everything about it. And today, because we're volume driven and everything's driven by the financial part of the company, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, it is a um, a situation where the there is no um, there's different silos, and there's some silos who are advanced in their application, and there's some silos that are still using antiquated methodology. So, yep. so as a result, today, like used to the woman it was the onus was totally on her to find something that might fit so she had to look through brand after brand after brand after brand after brand and then they started doing like these algorithms that they've got now and those point you to brands that might fit you so you still may have to try on instead of 200 things you still have to try on 30 right and then there's custom and there's made to measure that's happening now the custom and it's got promise you know for the future but still I know in the early tests of that, it was like really hard for them to carry enough varieties of fabric and sure. so forth. So you ended up with like a shirt and three choices of fabric, and, you know, so so it's not really a variety. It doesn't really satisfy our urge, our urge for immediate gratification. So the I want to dial back just a little bit to Little Black Pan because that's it's a cool name. The name itself is very interesting. You said your daughter came up with it. Mm -hmm. How did that all happen? Which, I mean, how does that, just tell me the evolution of that name and how does your... Well, when I first started, um, actually eWomen Network launched me yeah. um, into my consumer direct programs um, and I called it Cricket Lee. Mm -hmm. And I had several colors and several styles. But when I was trying to sell online, on like TV direct to online, I couldn't have all that merchandise. The, the SKUs were so intensive. And now even, you know, we offer different links and so forth. So the SKUs are intensive. Um, so my daughter said, hey, why don't we just call it Little Black Pant? And oh my God, like the, out of the mouth of the bag, <laughs> right? She came up with a decimal system too. She said, I wish she was here with me today. She's a really beautiful girl. But um, anyway, so Little Black Pant was really born out of the need to do consumer direct tests. And the name itself was something people could remember. So it really, it really worked. And so if you look at the Little Black Pant site today, you can see the evolution where a woman, she picks her height, then she goes to the fit finder. No, she picks her height, then she picks her pant, right? That she that's offered in those sure. links. Sure. And then she goes to the fit finder. So when she gets that pant, it's really likely to fit her out of the box. And if it doesn't, we talk to her, we send her a second pant. So by the time we're through with that one customer, there's only about eight percent of women that still haven't found their fit. So it's a pretty phenomenal opportunity for the for the industry. Sure, and, and in talking uh, with you, Cricket, I mean, uh, th there's a passion 
that you exude when, when you're talking about uh, fit logic and little, little black pen. Um, and it seems that it, it, this is as much a movement uh, of empowerment, if you will, as it is a technology. Can, can you elaborate a little bit on this? Yes, I can, because, you know, people, when they buy a little black pant, they're not buying the pant. They can get a black pant anywhere. They're yeah. buying the fit. Like, like what I learned in my trials, and I studied like 60,000 women's bodies to get this done wow. in the beginning, and now over 200,000 women have experienced it because I've sold over 125,000 pants. But um, I watch these women that go into the dressing room, you know, and they go to try on and then they come out oh, it fits it was like and then so I interviewed them and I did this little video it's on YouTube it's, it's called what women want and um, they they said maybe they just don't make things to fit this body I have to buy three sizes and you know that I move the button over and then yeah, 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 yeah. and so what I realized <laughs> was that women felt like they were they were something was wrong so um, was that the answer to your question, or did I get off? So you're track? aiming, yeah. you're aiming to put tailors out of business. It seems tailors. <laughs> you well, know, like it seems like when I when I buy something, I have to go to the tailor to get it hemmed in one way or another because it doesn't always fit me right. At least you know, and I'm, there is an I guess an angle here where you're eliminating a lot of that complexity related to you know to buying clothes and well the waste. If you stop and think about it, the waste, like I understand that like in a Macy's weekend sale, mm -hmm. like 60 hangback racks. Yeah. And those are the clothes that women liked and yeah. wanted to try on. Yeah. So that's a waste. You know, having to try on 20 pairs of pants, that's a waste. Yeah. Having to alter, people don't like to spend money on alterations. No one likes that. It's like additional, you know, additional it's cost like when it comes to what returns, you've already spent. Yeah. You know, markdowns in the store at the end of the season, the manufacturers, you know, have to yeah. pony up. So yeah. it, it's just it's just insane <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> from I my mean, perspective. <laughs> so so are, when you when you do speak to a retailer about this, and I know you're in some engagements right now, right? You're in engagement. How does it work in terms of their their desire to reproduce this in a way, possibly on their own? Do they ever say that they have plans to, you know, to do something like this already? Are you going in there when you speak to them? Is it blowing their mind saying, "I didn't know." that this was even a thing, this was even possible to do? Well, I think that early on, you know, I was way ahead of my time. Yeah. And early on in my early test, it was like, you know, they, um, it was just hard to implement at the store. Well, it sounds very POS. complex too, right? It's, you're, well, you're integrating with a fair amount of systems, it seems like. Well, the whole key now is yeah. that somebody can have their phone yeah. in a store and go onto the Fit Finder and find their fit. So it, it, the world has changed in the last 10 years, That's right? Awesome. So when I was testing at retail, sure. they couldn't, they didn't know how to execute it because the store had to regulate the POS materials. Right. If I could have put, hey, do this, do this, do this on some kind of graphic, I just couldn't get that done in the stores. Hmm. So that was hard. Online, um, Nordstrom.com was real happy with their uh, experience. What it, what, the way we work in the licensing of it is that it's actually the delivery of three very succinct things. One is the intellectual property, so it's the patterns, the great sure. rules, the, the intelligence around how women in a certain shape sure. are going to wear their clothes, buy their clothes. Um, then it's the co-branding, so you have to have FitLogic on your little, you know, wherever you sell it in the, on your online piece, that little logo has to be there mm -hmm. or it's got to be in the package of the product and so forth, mm -hmm. uh, in the pants or in the clothing and so forth. So it's actually the co-branding and then the certification of the fit globally because only a third party can really um, certify something. I mean, you can walk into any store. My daughter went into 
went into uh, shop the other night and she was buying guest jeans and she ended up with a size 24, a size 25, and a size 26. She said, Mom, how can I fit in one brand three different sizes? She said, I don't get it. You know, I said, well, that's just the way it is. They don't, they, nobody's talking to each other. There's no way to standardize it that way. Sure. And you mentioned uh, you're working with Nordstrom. Are there, what other retailers are, are you working with? Well, I tested with Nordstrom, Macy's, and QVC, and I'm in conversation with all three of them again, but I've not, like, I mean, there's nothing to say yet. Like, okay. I've been anything now, because I just, I just finished Little Black Pant was my proof of concept, and we sold about $10 million in a little over a year, just on, like, Facebook and social media. So, I finished that. I've licensed that. Now I'm back in conversations, but I'm not like there's no. Uh, I had to let go of making pants because that was a sure. something I never wanted to do. <laughs> it's not who I am, believe me. <laughs> but I did it. I had to do it. So now I've handed that off, and now I can focus on the licensing. So I think there'll probably be some news about that in the next few months. Great. So then, when you're introducing this into into a retailer and you do this proof of concept for example or you start with a chunk of their business what how many systems I guess for this is a this is a question I guess on behalf of those retailers that would be sitting here listening to this wondering all right what does this mean for me you know how many how many pieces of data or how many systems will I need to have access to to be able to roll something like this into our environment so where do you usually start in that regard well I'll tell you what I've learned what I learned throughout my testing period was that they kind of don't want to disrupt their their business to do this so yeah. what I'm doing with is just offering them like you know private label product sure. with the logic in it for them to test with and set up the fit finder in their website so it makes it really easy for them to do, and if they like it... So it's not that see, invasive. It really isn't. It's no, not it's, that... No. No, because you just can't... I mean, I did try to do that in my early test uh, with Macy's, and yeah. I was in a, a brand, Jones New York was the brand I tested with. Macy's Got it. Girl. Yeah. And I went into their production department, and we brought in our fit models, and we kind of worked through it, and you know, and it worked, but it, but it was still like... There was still so much resistance to changing the paradigm. This is totally a mental paradigm. It's more of a... Instead of being uh, a retooling or a disruptive in that manner, sure. it's disruptive to the, to the brains of people in silos who've been doing the same thing for 20 or 30 or 30 right. years. That's the disruption. It's like you got to change your mind. Hey, customers are happy. Let's do it a different way. So that was my challenge back then because I had I actually couldn't couldn't believe it. We we it, it sold so well on QVC, and then the, the guy that was over the merchandise he comes to me. He says he says cricket now. Why don't you do this? Why don't you just use our fit and sure. add your shapes? I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly the worst idea ever. Thank you. <laughs> and another woman, you know, she said, uh, so I'm going to show you, I'm gonna, can I show you something for visual of, here? Of course. So just to give you an example. So I'm an 18, right? I'm a, side, I'm a shape one. I gain my weight around the middle and I have smaller, smaller legs. So you can see the grading for me is going to be different than, let's say, an Oprah Winfrey or a J-Lo. Sure. They're going to gain their weight in their upper thighs. Okay. Right? Right, right. Little tiny waist. So they're going to dress differently. Like you see Oprah in belts, mm -hmm. you would never see me in a belt. Or Kathy Bates. We just wouldn't do it. Sure. But now, Heidi Klum and Nicole Kidman, they're shape one, too. Uh, shape two is like Sarah Jessica Parker, Octavia Spencer on the bigger side. Sure. Shape three is like J-Lo, Beyonce. Uh, Kirstie Alley. And you have yeah. six shapes or three? three? Three. Okay. So you take your size and you add your shape. Mm -hmm. So I'm a shape one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shape two is hourglass they grow. Okay. Okay. So the industry the varied, fits yeah. on the shape two 
which is uh, which what they call linear grade rules. So they grow it evenly, and that's uh, not the way most of our bodies change, right? Yes. So, um, so the shape one. So like I'm a I'm an eighteen one. So they wanted to do a side zip pant, right? And I said you can't do a side zip for a plus size woman. And she said why? Not in a shape one. I said because we can't reach the zip. Just can't physically reach the zip. Sure. She said, "Well, you just put your leg up against the chair and pull the zip." I said, "What are you gonna do? Put that on the hang tag?" You know? <laughs> Instructions. <laughs> Instructions before use. Please read. Wow. So wow. the better idea is to put the attribute, put that shape, preference in the product before you sell it to them, and right. then they can trust because nobody knows what to wear anymore. They're, you know, the magazines are dying. They're looking all over the internet. You know, yeah. nobody really knows how to how to dress themselves. So the whole idea is. Hope you're not talking to me right now. Huh? Hope you're not talking to me right now. I'm not dressed that poorly. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> you're a hug. Okay. So. <laughs> um, so the thing is that if if a woman has a, she should have a, a shape preference built into the product. Like a low sure. rise pant wouldn't work for me. Right, but right, it right. might work for Kirstie Alley. Mm -hmm. Yes, because she doesn't have that big belly, right? Um, and so there's the shape preference that needs to go in, which I call fit preference, and there's a product preference, which is really the customer. And they could be um, preppy, they could be, you know, punk, they sure. could be classic. There could be all of those things. And then there's the generational applications, which are like you can't like for my age, you wouldn't want to do a, a neckline down here because we don't want to show this part of our body. Okay. You know, if you hit a certain size, like a size 12, you don't want to show your upper arm. So right. it's just research. There's, there's subtle variations that you've taken into consideration. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is all awesome, Cricket. Thank you so much for coming by. And I want to kind of tell everyone where they can find more about FitLogic. So FitLogic.com, um, on Twitter, at FitLogic, right? And what else here? Where else? Where else can they find you? I guess in the next, in the um, short, uh, in the short term, next well, couple months. Well, is the best place to find me. Yeah. Little Black Pant is where you can see the beta technology right on. Um, because it kind of goes through the process. But fitlogic.com is really the best place to find me. Well, done, done deal. Great. And Thanks for uh, being on our show today. Yeah, thank you so much. It was awesome. Really